Good morning. It is 12-7-22. What a beautiful day out. Uh, never mind. It's not that great. Uh, random motivation to do a video today. Um, in sobriety, in recovery, um, in life in general, it is very important to be able to trust people. Um, just had a good conversation with uh, my best friend about this stuff. Um but where it's most important is when people are asking for help when they're suffering from addiction and they go into a place, um, a place away from their family, a place they're surrounded by strangers. Um, and in some case, and I'm using this term lately because I am a weirdo, but weirdos surrounded by weirdos. Um, you know, uh, my first treatment that I went to, a guy tried to crawl into a uh, washing machine for one reason or another. Um, weird things happen when you're in, in treatment um, or, or jail, but jail, a lot of times you don't go say, Hey, can you put me in jail? I'm an addict and um, I need to recover. So can you put me in jail? No, you sometimes are put into treatment by the courts and you don't want to go. But a lot of times there are a lot of people that go into treatment because they're asking for help. They need help and they want to help and they should be able to go in there and fucking trust the people that they are dealing with. Um, some things in the last 24 hours have uh, come forward in, uh, man. So some Facebook posts, if you've been following those, um, thought maybe I was going to go to jail uh, yesterday or today. I got in touch uh, with the court-appointed lawyer, and um, he has got the warrant that was issued for me. Um, he's got that taken care of and he's going to let me know when the next court date is um the warrant the warrant was because um apparently i had a court date on the 28th of november i did not know about it there was no paperwork or phone call from anybody missed that uh found out through actually my ex-wife um said hey uh, you had court today how'd it go I'm like, what the hell are you talking about and uh turns out i had a court date so i called um i called uh, the court and talk to the pre-trial pre-trial services lady that I've been sending uh, my, uh, my breathalyzer logs and whatnot to her and she said yeah, yeah but uh, you had a court day but I have nothing to do with that you have to call the clerks so I called the clerks uh, number they didn't have anything back from the court yet um, this was this was on the 28th the day that it was supposed to happen that morning and um I said, well, maybe tomorrow we'll know. So I called back the next day. They didn't they didn't know anything. Um, so I got a hold through several emails to the guy that I thought was going to represent me. Um, and finally heard back from them. And they had tried to call on uh, Thursday and then Friday. They spoke to somebody. They still didn't know what was going on. And um, so late Friday, um, the assistant of this attorney called me and said, yeah, we'll have to wait till Monday to see. Well, it turns out. Monday at 9 a.m. was supposed to be the next court date. I didn't know. 
So, um, again, my ex-wife found out that I was supposed to have court and asked me how it went. I was like, oh, my God. Made some phone calls, sent some emails. Finally, the attorney that I thought was going to represent me got an email uh, late yesterday uh, at about 6 p.m. Yep, you're supposed to have court uh, yesterday morning. Uh, there's a warrant out and uh, no bond. So that means you get picked up, you sit until they decide that they want to see you. And that can be as long as they want it to be. So no sleep. Um Last night, I ended up taking my meds um, to try to get some sleep and uh, anxiety through the roof. And uh, so I get to talk to my my court-appointed attorney, who I thought I was replacing with this other attorney, who had represented me and my issues up north. And uh, he said, I tried to call you twice. And let you know that he didn't try to call. He did call to let you know when these court uh, hearings were. And I was like, well, I didn't get any message. What number did you call? Assuming that he had my cell phone number. And because I was in treatment, um, I'd given him the number to my counselor at this treatment. And that's the number that he was calling. It should be known that this treatment that I was at and this counselor that I had, his boss was the lawyer that I thought that was going to help me handle this. So, and my counselor was very aware of what was going on. Um, but I'm not there, so I guess he's not my counselor anymore, so he doesn't have to forward these messages on, apparently. So now, after all this, um, the court-appointed attorney is going to be the one that's going to help me out. But... This this thing, this this treatment thing, um, I was told while I was in there that this counselor doesn't always follow through on what he's supposed to do and doesn't always pass on messages like he's supposed to. And I I, I didn't, um, I try not to believe what everybody says in treatment because a lot of times um, we addicts, we make shit up. Surprise. Um, but um, you have to do this, uh, to get on sobriety court, you have to do this thing called the PSI. You have to sit down with somebody from the courts and you have to answer a bunch of questions to see if they'll even consider you for sobriety court and um, this guy I could only use my cell phone here and there at treatment and this guy was really pissed I finally got a hold of him one day and he was really pissed he's like I've been leaving messages and uh, this and that I'm like what do you want me to do I'm like I can't have my cell phone all the time and if you're saying that you're calling my counselor and he's not getting he's like well you need to find a new counselor and and a new lawyer because you know this is your life and all this stuff and I was like man this guy's just a douche well Turns out he's fucking right. I went into that place. I went into every treatment that I've been three treatments this year, twice to the same place. And then this third one, I thought I needed a change of scenery and um, it did help. I did through my own actions. I found my higher power, <clears throat> excuse me. And I found, you know, um, what I needed through my own studies and, and, and work. I truly feel that. Um, and, and some of the good people that are there, the, the clients, and then some of the people that work at the treatment center, they're good people. They watched out for me. Um, some of the other techs, cause I, I mean, I worked at this place for, for over a month and I made some good relationships with some good people. So then this morning I started to replay things. And, uh, <clears throat> right before I went into treatment, I was really getting into the, uh, the North 
the Norse um, uh, and the, and pagan stuff. Um, easier called the Viking stuff. If that's easier for more for people to understand, and obviously, um, you know, I got the uh, the raven skulls on here to represent that, and it means a lot to me. Um, but I bought this drinking horn, and it was part of a ritual that you're supposed to do, or that you do. And um, obviously, not putting meat in it for me. I'm, the one I did, I put Dr. Pepper in it. But anyway, I had this horn, um, the stringing horn, and I had a really cool Viking mug that I'd, I'd bought myself. Um, you know, I was, I'm diving head first into this thing because it felt good and it felt right. And so I left the mug behind in my haste to leave to get back to my grandmother. Also, the horn, when I gathered um, all my stuff, got brought out of uh, the lockup or whatever you want to call it. When I was leaving the treatment, the horn wasn't there. And I we made note of that. They couldn't find it. They said they'd find it and get back to me. So, okay. I trust you guys. So thinking back um, now, um, at the times that my counselor did not give me the message or relay a message for me, and then I, uh, the guy who took me from the treatment back to my truck, okay, he was the guy that got all my stuff out of uh, lockup, and I went through it, and he was the one that I told that the horn wasn't in there, and so he was pursuing this. So I go to jail, I get out, and I stop there on the way home to get my mug and to get the horn, and this same guy that took me there, this fellow tech, Said, yeah, dude, you left the horn in my car, man. I mean, my car's not here, but I'll get it to you when I can. And then it didn't click. I just trust this guy. Oh, okay, yeah. Got to thinking, dude, you were the guy that checked me out. My horn wasn't in my stuff. Now, it's just a horn, okay? Yeah, it's $55 plus tax, whatever. It's not the monetary thing. It's it's a straight-up fucking lie. So I went to treatment. My counselor didn't follow through on what he said he was going to do. My counselor let me down. He didn't give me the messages that... A fellow tech is lying about a stupid fucking horn. And he's a guy in recovery too. So he's got way more problems than I got right now. So I'll pray for him. But holy fuck. You know, I just, I have spent, I've been pulling my hair out trying to stay focused on my recovery and worrying about this stupid fucking court thing that's from August of 2020. And how they're dangling, this is dangling over my head in, in, in circuit court of all things, which means that they didn't drop it to anything. It's, they they want to give me a felony. They, they didn't even listen to anything that the court appointed attorney had to say. They said, nope, no deal. You're going to circuit court. So I could be getting a felony. And then that's that's going to change a lot of things for me. Not for the good. Um, so I had to make this video to vent because this is a, a video log of of how this is going through. This is I'm going to watch this. You know, I'm going to watch these things. I think on my sobriety date every year, I'm going to watch every video from start to finish as best I can. And I'm going to rewatch these things so I can hear my voice, so I can refill these emotions and remind myself that I never want to fucking go back and pick up another fucking drink of alcohol again. And maybe, maybe just maybe one person will listen to this and be like, man, I'm going through the same thing. Or man, this isn't, this isn't as bad as what I've been I don't want to. I don't want to have these things happen. So the moral of this video is, you have to be able to trust people. And I and I think in every video I say connection is the opposite of addiction. You're going to connect with a lot of people. You're going to try to connect to a lot of people. You're going to try to let your guard down, and people are going to fuck you. People are going to. But you have to be 
you have to get to a point where you care enough about yourself that you can take that hit and say, you know what? Fuck them. I can't control them. They're a piece of shit. I'm doing everything that I can to stay sober and in recovery. And we got to just let like water off a duck's back, let it roll. Okay. You, it, I'm trying to do something with sober heathen. I'm trying to create a website. I'm trying to get, I want to make that something where people can go to and, and find information that they need. I want to be a person that people that want to get in recovery and to start uh, their sobriety journey. I want to be somebody that they can trust. So this is very eye-opening for me that I have to make sure that I set these boundaries and be able to tell people, no, I can't help you with that. And try to, instead of doing my old way of, I'm going to, I'm going to help you. I'm going to find a way to help you. Even though I know that there's probably no way that I could probably help you. I need to establish that. I need to be somebody that in recovery, people can trust. And that is so, that is so important. And I have, I have a small group of people. I don't have a big family. I don't have a big circle, but I tell you what, I got three friends uh, and Chris, Zach and Ryan uh, that have been great for me that I've known for a very long time. Um, And, you know, I, I, I have, um, I have a guy that I, I don't really know that's in recovery that has helped me as, as he can. Um, you know, I have a great grandmother who's 98 who would do anything for me. Um, I have a dad that uh, we weren't really close um, at all. And this past uh, year, uh, year and a half, he's uh, really come through and been there for me more than more than a lot of people that are blood family. So I'm not unlucky in, in, in my relationships. So, um, trust a treatment center should be a place where you can go and have full trust that they have your best interest in mind and to be able to take your message and pass it on to the people that need to hear it because you don't have a phone that you can go to uh, get on and, and, an email and and call as you need something that simple. And then for them to get a message, to relay it to you in a timely manner, that's not, that's not reinventing the wheel. That's, that's writing a note down on a piece of paper and, and passing it on. That's answering your phone and writing down what they're saying and returning a phone call. Simple fucking shit, man. And if you can't, you know, this, this counselor was a great guy. I mean, I really, I, I liked him as a person ish when I was working there, he didn't really know me. And I remember approaching him one time and he, he just kind of blew me off. And I was like, man, that guy's an asshole. Um, if you're not in it, if you're not in it hundred percent to help these guys that are in your group, if you're just going to say, Oh, well, God is going to take care of everything. If that's the best you got, man, um, good luck to you. Um, and I'm trying not to be bitter, dude. I'm trying not to be bitter towards this dude and this place right now because they did offer me employment and I did enjoy working there. Um, but I'm let down, man. I'm let down. I'm let down that these messages didn't get pushed through. So anyway, the good news is through the warrants called back, I will go have my day in court and I will offer up to the judge everything that I've done so far where I'm at and he will, uh, he will decide my near future, but he's not going to define my life. 
and neither is alcohol. But that's not going to define me anymore. So, listen, I really appreciate you. Um, find me on uh, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Um, like and subscribe, and maybe we can make something out of this thing. Love you all. Have a good day.